Ryan, this is B-roll. Oh, it's B-roll, huh? Yeah. Okay, take, can, I, can I do this a little bit? Yeah. Maybe take it off? Sure. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby Talk with Ryan Ginty, Steve Lewis, Martin Pengelly, and Matt McCarthy. Brought to you by Friends of the British Council. everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up in New York City. We are talking rugby at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34, and we're talking Major League Rugby because it's a major weekend coming up, the end weekend. And in order to do that, you need special people. And one of those special people calling in on Skype is Ryan Ginty. Another one in the studio is none other than the baby blue-eyed Steve Lewis, and also his baby blue-eyed, wearing a baby blue headphones, Martin Pengelly of the U.S. Garden, uh, Guardian. Uh, gentlemen, all welcome. Ryan, Ryan, look at that. Look at he's got the whole powder blue ensemble and room and everything else. Ryan, you look resplendent there. Well, I mean, it is really hot right now. I am in the attic, a.k.a. Next Level Rugby headquarters of my apartment right now. And uh, this 95-degree heat is very reminiscent of Fort Lauderdale. So that's why I'm shout-out to uh, Fort Lauderdale Rugby Club. And their tournament, that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Beautiful. You know, Ryan, some people would say, oh, you have an attic? I do have an attic, so that is good. I can hide up here. I also got Ronan still hidden away back here. And that's a great segue. We once again have uh, Ryan Ginty calling in to do Rockin' Ronan Nelson's Major League Rugby Recap by Ryan Ginty. Ryan, take us away. Well, I'm glad I don't have to set that up because I definitely would get my tongue tied on that intro. But thanks, Matt. Hey, it was an awesome weekend, and it was championship series. It was the semifinals. You had Seattle versus San Diego and Glendale versus Utah. Uh, Truth be told, these games pretty much went the way that we thought they were going to go. I may have picked against the Lizard, which I will never do again uh, because I was wrong in that, obviously. But, um, you know, two great matches uh, that were a little bit lopsided. Um, I believe the Glendale-Utah one, that didn't really surprise me, but the Seattle-San Diego, that could have been closer if it wasn't 13-15 out 15 for uh, you know at least seven minutes of that match. San Diego was also without Salabar, uh, who has been a, a, a very good addition to that squad, and Connor Kearns, uh, also a good addition. He got the concussion, and Salabar went out with an injury in the first half, uh, and they just seemed to run out of gas in the second half. And the, the, the two penalties didn't help, certainly, the two yellow cards. I would say so, too. And then you had uh, Dylan Audsley. He came in a little bit earlier than expected, had to fill into that 12 position. Uh, defensively, could have been a little bit better there, but it is a position that he's not used to playing. Uh, so I guess we can give him a little bit of a pass on that. But I think it comes back down to, I mean, you know, the San Diego team, they had, they had the gas in the tank. Um, you know, I will say, that Seattle did finish stronger. But, I mean, they're playing 13 on 15 and then 14 on 15 for, for close to 15 minutes. Um, and especially, see, CC Mahoney comes in, and he's uh, right off the pitch, right? So that's one of your big impact players that's supposed to be coming in who, honestly, I think really could have came into this match a little bit earlier and uh, solidified the, uh, the engine room and the locks because um, I think Cam Dolan was a little bit out of position there having to step in. Um, especially against the Seattle scrum. But, uh, no, but, but wait again, a minute, uh, Ryan, Ryan, you're making all the excuses for San Diego. Is this any any tying in with you saying that you're picking San Diego because Steve Lewis didn't? Okay. Well, listen, San Diego, I, you're right. I may be making some excuses for them, and that's not to take anything away from the Seattle team. I mean, the Seattle team has, has been awesome, and to quote 
uh, either Warren or Preston, you know, when they did their picks on American Rugby Pod, they said Seattle hasn't has not done anything that would make them pick against them. And I think that just goes to show you how well put together the Seattle team is and how complimentary they are. And hats off to Matt Turner, Salom Suniolu. And then also you look at Peter Tiberio. I mean, he absolutely tore it up for this team. And, and Phil Mack, man, he didn't miss a beat. So uh, hats off to the Seattle team, 38-22 to 22 over San Diego. And uh, all excuses aside, you know, the Seattle team really is one of the top two teams in this league. Yeah, you just mentioned, Steve, four guys that had uh, a decent amount of exposure experience on the seventh circuit in Tiberio, Shalom, uh, Turner, and Phil Mack. And, you know, sevens has its place in, in, in the formulation of the MLR. Yeah, well, I mean, I think both countries, Canada and U.S., haven't had enough talent to, to be specific 15s and 7s, so guys do double duty, so sure. Um, back to the actual game, I mean, I think it was even Steven, and it was Peter Tiberio, actually, that for me, that interception was critical, because um, that, that was just a game that wasn't earned. I mean, he earned it, but, you know, the team didn't earn it. That and the two yellow cards, that was when the game swung. Yep. Martin? Oh, well, I was going to go back to a general, uh, more general point on the uh, grounds of what Steve was saying about the sevens players shifting in. I've been impressed by how the league gets to the semifinals and the games have not closed down. They haven't crabbed up. They haven't been penalties. They haven't been tight, nervous, English-style games. It, Major League Rugby is exciting to watch. It's loose. It's exciting. There's a lot of passing. I think uh, Glendale's first try was like a sort of last five minutes of a, of a make-or-break game in England. Great. You might get that kind of attack with that kind of offloads, particularly in the tackle. Fascinating to watch. I have a, a modest proposal, which is not very serious. It's I'm being just in case people think it is, because they might, that MLR should ban defense coaches now. Never have them. Because the defenses are not as well organized as in other leagues, other pro leagues, and it's a remarkable spectacle as a result. It's a hard hitting, fast spectacle. So I say. So no defense. I say, I, I say I mean, there's defense. The, the hits are big, they're going in, people are defending, but the coaching isn't there to make it this formulaic suffocating defense that you get in things like the premiership it might also be to do with the fact that there's no relegation so no one has fear so people try things earlier that kind of thing all these all these cultural things are making a fantastic spectacle yeah. at the moment i love it I, I, I would argue that glendale's defense is on par there and their line speed and you talk about that that fast attacking you know defense i would i would say for the most part i agree with you except for glendale's defense i think glendale's defense is actually pretty pretty staunch and uh Pretty fast-paced. Let, let's let's segue into the next game then. Yeah, in the second match, uh, Glendale versus Utah. Uh, pretty much all Glendale for the first 65 minutes of this match. Uh, it was 34 to seven with 15 minutes remaining. Um, things that I just want to say, big takeaways, and and from this season, I think Mika Cruze. Like, I mean, that that kid is just special. He's young. He's a talent, and he's a homegrown product coming up through this Glendale system, and it's just exciting to see that. Also. Sean Davies had a heck of a game, man. He just, I think, solidified, you know, any question that may be out there, whether or not, you know, he should be our number nine for the Eagles. I think after watching this match that he put in for Glendale, I thought he was just phenomenal. Um, and again, I think that this defense really shut down this attack of the Utah Warriors. I think Utah's game plan and what it was is, hey, we need to make something happen versus sit back work it through the phases. We know where we're going to go, what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to get somewhere on the field and do something. 
and relied more on just like great individual brilliance plays, um, which some of them I thought were out there. I, I thought they had some great plays, you know, like Don Patti. I thought he he had a, a pretty good game, made a couple mistakes, but I thought overall he was pretty good. And then, you know, um, his Glendale team again, you know, just just absolutely owning this team. It's uh, 34 to 21, you know, two late tries that really didn't mean anything for this Utah side, but it was just Glendale all the way. And I think we got this great matchup. It is the two best teams playing Seattle versus Glendale in the championship match. And truthfully, I think weeks one and two after weeks, after the second week, you kind of thought that these were the two teams that were going to be playing in the championship. And lo and behold, here we are. I think there is very little fear of failure in MLR at the moment. Maybe that's the driving thing. I mean, Playing on house money or nothing to lose? Nothing to lose. It's the first season. We need to make... We. I just said it. I'm the press. I shouldn't have said that. It needs to make a success of itself. Um, the style is... You know, I've said the style is attacking. The defense is slightly loose. The hits are big. Um, but the fear, the fear of failure is off the pitch, not on it, I guess. If you're looking at the, like Utah, Seattle, yeah, got, yeah. and Glendale, they've got some good crowds going. And there's no relegation... It's a, it's a it's an adventure at the moment, and I the think. players are you know excited about having professional rugby on, yeah. on American soil again. There's no doubt about that. So. But Ryan, getting back to what you were saying about the um, about Glendale, their defense is definitely an organized defense, a staunch defense. But they were also the best part about them is they put the pressure on the opposition with the good offense is the best defense kind of philosophy as well. They were, they were, they were, they had some magical plays. And as I think Brian Hightower said, and forgive me if I'm wrong, whomever said this in the booth, but you could tell these guys look like they've been playing together, you know, the, you know, between specifically the relationship between Benolio and Sean Davies was, was really, really, really impressive during this match. And you had a guy like John Quill, who we thought was dead in Houston and said he wasn't playing. He was on crutches signing autographs. He was off. He was carted off in a wheelchair from the flight. But he was all over the pitch. He was all over the pitch. In fact, Mika Cruze had an electric play where he burst out into the open, kicked the ball downfield, was racing, 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 just knocked it on by the try line. But there is another guy from Glendale. A number seven, John Quill, quietly touching it down, diving it in the corner, racing stride for stride with these guys. I mean, just an amazing performance. So you had you had individual performances, but you also had a team performance by Glendale, and they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, so I was in Colorado two weeks ago, so I went and had um, Thursday 5 p.m. tea and biscuits with Dave Williams and Teddy Browner, the coaches, and you know they got. I saw people coming in the, the office, getting ready for practice. Um, just observe the sort of first 15 minutes. They're a well-oiled machine. As you say, they've been together a long time. They've added a couple of pieces, Sam Fig in the back row, the Aussie Sevens boy. Excellent match um, on, on Saturday. But, the but they are a well-oiled machine. They know what they're doing. They know each other, and they, they're just ticking over nicely. Um, <clears throat> with regard to Martin's point, just to go back to that about playing without fear, um, I think that's right for the course of the season. But, I mean, I think the honeymoon period is over, and I think in the off-season will be the first time that there is a good deal of self-reflection and, and players will get cut. Yeah. Coaches' jobs might be in jeopardy. This will be the first time. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone's happy, and it's been a fantastic run. It's been a good season. But we're now moving into different territory, moving to season two. Yep. It's now a business. Players are getting paid. Players are accountable. Coaches likewise. So it's not all going to be 
roses and wine over the next couple of months for some people, I think. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with more Major League Rugby. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Good point. Boys, we're getting the nod from downstairs that we're basically out of time, so we got to go to predictions right now. Ryan, who do you predict is going to win this championship, first ever championship in Major League Rugby? I got to say Glendale's going to win it, but Seattle, I mean, I'd like to see Seattle win it, but I, I think Glendale takes it. What's the score? Oh, man, let's go uh, 21-19. 21-19. I, the fans outside our, our Fantasy Sports Network studio, Studio 34, like that. Steven, what's your prediction? Columbia on penalties. Um, <laughs> now, Steven, prediction what? is Glendale. Uh, I think uh, com- no, comfortably a couple of scores. I reckon seven to ten points. Martin? I'd love to say Seattle, Glendale, 24-10. And Arona Nelson said Seattle, ironically enough, by 12. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to piggyback you again. And I, I don't know if you caught it, but I, I did compliment you because of last week. Uh, I said, Steve knows this stuff. I'm going with Glendale. So you went with Glendale. And I, that, was, that was the, I was on the fence. That convinced me. I'm going with Glendale. I don't want to tick off Mayor Mike. Um, I got my Glendale hat in front of me. I don't want to tick off Diana Anderson or any of the other people out there. So I'm going with Glendale by 10 points. I love you, Seattle, but it's not your year this year. Final thoughts? No, no, and no. Ryan Ginty, thank you for calling in on Rockin' Ronan Nelson's Major League Rugby recap with Ryan Ginty. And, Stephen, as always, thank you. Martin, as always, thank you. I'm Matt McCarthy on behalf of all of these gentlemen on Rugby Wrap-Up here at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City, talking rugby, signing off.